1: Hi, I'm Matt Fiddler. Very Bad Words is a podcast about forbidden language and swearing.
0: Yeah, that Queen's woman lets her kid's purse and there's such trash, so
1: I'm like, no, you cannot say those words. And how society is reflected in the words we aren't supposed to say. People are always coming up with new dirty words. Join me every other week for an episode about a different aspect of swearing. We decided every time we swear, let's put a quarter in the jar. Good luck with that. Very Bad Words.
2: Make sure to subscribe to Very Bad Words on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Woman Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian and your host here, of course, with Marnie Kinner. She is a best-selling author of Get Inside Her. Check it out. We have uh, back with us today who you will be familiar with from our last show, Vince Kelvin, a uh, pickup artist, super um, uh, good insight. And we have a recreational sexologist. Did I get it right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Kind I mean, of. I, you
2: know, I just and what did you say? make were? it awkward enough? Uh, Miyoko Rifkin, who is um, a host here on the Playboy Radio Network, uh, Play With Me. Uh, the show airs Tuesdays, right, at noon? Yep. Cool. And it's live. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. So people
2: call in and ask questions, that whole thing?
3: They can. Mostly, you know, we like to just share information Yeah, and get really fun and playful. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's called Play With Me. So, you know, we try to just bring, like, the wackiest things we can possibly think of that we would incorporate with sex.
0: Uh-huh. What is the wackiest and... thing that you've brought so far?
3: Um, well, I don't know about the a wackiest chicken. thing that we brought. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh chicken. We were just talking about the chicken enthusiasts. Um, no, probably the strangest for most people would be rope bondage with acrobatic yoga. That's strange? Uh, just the most like, I don't know, it just maybe inaccessible, like the most... maybe the most inaccessible thing. But we did a whole entire cu- couple of episodes actually on the freakiest fetishes. And there's some pretty wild ones out there. Yeah. So yes. What was the
0: number one? Or what, what were two of the freakiest fetishes? Well, number things. ones is
3: actually uh, like anything that has to do with an appendage. So people have foot fetishes, um, armpit fetishes, Ooh. hand fetishes. Smelly you know, fetishes. Like, uh, I love armpits personally. Really? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of different, but those are kind of all lumped in. The problem for me with the fetish. whole
2: like, sex thing is the human body grosses me out. <laughs>
3: awesome everyone
2: just is gross so you don't want
3: to have sex do you like your body do you like having sex with yourself yes let's analyze Kristen. no no no
2: no let's not <laughs> let's not no i don't find my i mean not everyone like you're not gross to yourself not really no okay um i mean i find like some people like i find some do like some i'm not attracted to women i'm very uptight. okay i don't know if i mentioned this in the last episode if you got this she's very uptight. I look maybe like i'm like easygoing <laughs> no i'm incredibly neurotic and uptight um but uh no, there's like, I'm attracted to certain dudes and stuff okay. like that. But in general, like, just like arm, armpits, like, it's just smelly and there's hair and it's not. Yeah,
0: see, I love all that stuff. Mm. But so if you don't. I love how you're showing opposite views of your like, oh, yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> She's like, that is disgusting. But yeah. that's interesting but to hey, see that women have these different perspectives. Well, it's,
3: it's the way it is. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm curious when you're attracted to somebody, do you like the way they smell or just like the way they look and like feel?
2: If I'm attracted to them and the smell's right. Okay. And you know,
3: are but- you on birth control? Mm-hmm. Okay. So birth control totally fucks up your ability to... Are you guys syndicated? Sorry. <laughs> no, you can say it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yay. I can drop that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Are we? Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. yeah. No. So it actually messes with your ability, mm-hmm. with your olfactory sense, to know what you're actually attracted to. So I would be, I would caution you before you get into a long-term relationship <laughs> with a guy. Like maybe go off the pill before you decide to get married, type yeah, of thing, because yeah. you, you may sniff sniff decide, off. yeah, like after you. So I should go
2: off. Should I go off every pill? Like because I'm on a lot <laughs> She's of them.
3: <laughs> right, you know all the Xanax, all right. of, like all of it. Yeah, yeah it all yeah. messes with you. So you just get
2: super sad and yeah. Then picks so no, me, no like... wonder you're
0: not really <laughs> into sex if you're on all that stuff. Yeah,
2: exactly. Because
3: it
0: sniff away off, your exactly. Everything it yeah. messes with everything. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Well, I thought that the two of you would would be able to have wonderful conversation and provide uh, amazing advice to our listeners, but because I. I want to do a whole episode of overanalyze this well i want to know what a pickup artist is okay well explain
1: well, uh, it's opening a whole new door. Now we bring the sex aspect to it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just have to check in as well, just how graphic can we be. But, yes, uh, very
3: graphic. I just threw it out there. You know what? So. You mentioned the word fetish. It could be <laughs> yes. one
1: aspect of it. Yeah. You know, of it could be a fetish. The 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 fetish would be just to, to, to pick up that ability right. to start to interact with someone. The chase. But what I do, I mean, I have the healer aspect of me where I like to be of service to others and kind of bring some sense between men and women and all the struggles and sufferings and so on and then this is what i do personally so oh interesting right there we have to be cautious because
3: sorry like a hitch wasn't that that movie where the guy like helps guys pick up on <laughs> yeah, chicks
1: a little bit of a more hardcore edgy version mm. so <laughs> what does that mean oh it can mean so many things
3: <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> okay name one
1: <laughs> name one edgy hardcore so fetishes. what does that
3: mean? Okay, so like oh, people yeah, that yeah. are looking for specific One,
1: things, anything, anything people can be into, but yeah, yeah. so
0: Vin- Vince helps. Men become the best versions of themselves and helps nice. them tap into their wants and desires and teaches them how to relay that information in a non douchey way. So that they can is get awesome. what they want without being assholes. Yes, yes. that's yes. so it important. Wonderful. I, can it's I just high five you? I'll be mm-hmm. douchey. And now he's doing it for women <laughs> as well. He's helping to help, same thing that you're doing. You're yeah. helping people open up to figure out and realize what they really want and how to achieve that. And Vince is doing the exact same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. It's
1: That's pretty, an even better description.
0: We'll be fast there friends. There you go. Perfect. We'll we wanna, be fast friends. Actually, before we get to overanalyze this, I do want to ask one question. Okay, so we were talking before the show about the women that come to see you, and one of their biggest concerns is that they do not know how to have an orgasm. And so so men, you know, we talk about this a lot, that w- a lot of women aren't able to achieve orgasm, or they don't know how to. Right. I, I'd like to hear a um, non-therapist explanation, but an <laughs> enthusiast's explanation and recreational yes. explanation of why women sometimes just don't have an orgasm?
3: Well, there's a lot of reasons that they could not be having orgasms. And like I shared before the show, orgasm really begins and ends in the brain. So if they are not feeling sexy, turned on, um, comfortable, trusting, open, or drunk. Adventurous. Up like Kristen. <laughs> right. They don't
2: have a brain. Right.
3: Right. You know, <laughs> so if they're not feeling those things to begin with, they're generally not going to be in tune with the rest of their body anyway. So the sensory aspect of sex really isn't connecting with them. Right. Right. So then there's there's that aspect. There's also the aspect of being afraid of letting go see. and just releasing, you know, and being free. So there's also that aspect. There's a physio the physiological side of it that maybe they're just not getting enough foreplay, which would really mean that there's not enough blood flow to the labia, to the clitoris, you know, to all these yummy parts of their actual sex organs. And so they're really not feeling it. It's like, meh, you know, I mean, if you go down on a woman, start touching a woman before she's actually feeling turned on, it's not that great. right? You know, texture doesn't feel good, friction doesn't feel good until everything's really like juice is flowing, blood is pumping. So, so. I,
0: I want you to touch on that point because the, there, it's mainly guys who listen to this show. Okay. I would love for you to, in, you know... possibly (laughs) i know it's hard but but give some words of encouragement and a little bit of advice on how men can actually help women to get to that place
3: well it really starts long before you even get into the bedroom honestly Mm -hmm. the more you can talk to her and suggest things to her and make her feel sexy and wanted and desired the faster the foreplay will actually happen so once you get into the bedroom of course you know guys tend to like want to stick a finger in or whatever even the way they put a finger in is huge. Mm -hmm. You can shove a finger in a vagina or you can actually like use a technique that will make it so much more successful. So you could actually use the nail bed of the finger and, put pressure on the nail bed which would allow the finger to then slide into the vagina versus actually going at the t- like the tip of the finger right. the point of the finger and pushing it in which will actually take the labia it'll create friction it will not be comfortable yeah, so it's just like a pencils
2: like yeah it's like, a number like two nobody like wants to be there. poked yeah.
3: right yeah <laughs> you want to be massaged you yeah. want to be fingered there's a huge difference and it's a whole art form and if guys don't really know what they're doing that could shut off the water supply right there you're just yeah. like <sharp>
0: dried up. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, oh yeah. I want to have you back on our show for sure cuz I want to expand on all that. But Vince, I want to hear the other side that was touched on uh, in your first example of why women may not be having orgasms. And that was about women not feeling sexy or not feeling comfortable. So if if you know, to advise the men who are listening, how how can they help provide that? To, and it is a woman's responsibility as well to find ways to make herself hold feel a sexy. picture of Ryan Gosling's
2: face over right.
0: yours. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> calm instantly. How would you help a woman feel sexy? Cause actually I, I saw you do it with, I'm not going to don't with your friend who is here. <laughs> I, didn't, exactly, I don't know what to call you, but we, <laughs> I, I saw the way that you spoke to her and I can see that you know exactly how to do what I'm asking you to explain.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, we bo- all of us, we have the masculine and the feminine within, and sometimes women, they so tap into their own masculine that they become outcome-oriented, just like guys. And the first thing is, they should do is let go of that. It doesn't have to be an orgasm. It's almost like when a guy cannot have an erection. Then yeah. he starts to obsess about that and he misses out on all the good fun that could happen, even if he doesn't have a full erection at the time, which tends to lead to an erection. So, number one, let go of the outcome of having an orgasm. I think also sometimes it's a reference. If they have a reference that's too precise, you know, it's like a sunrise or a sunset. When does it begin? When does it end? We don't know for sure. So they could be getting closer, but they're so rigid in terms of how it should happen. And I love everything I heard. I mean, I, I'm going to have better, even better <laughs> orgasm just from hearing what I, what, what I heard. But uh, also sexual tension. If it's too obvious that it's going to happen, or if there's too much reluctance for it to happen, it can come in the way, and and to build it, to build it without dragging it, and just drop the outcome. And there's so many women in uh, so many women. How does so a,
0: how does a man help a woman do that?
1: How does a man help by by reducing the pressure and arousing? I call that dual direction. Dual direction is something I've learned from women. They are masters of dual direction. So often they will go. Uh, it's funny because if a woman tells a guy she just wants to be friend I bet you at the same time she's going to touch his leg oh (laughs) you know we should just be friends oh no don't kiss me and they do something sexy dual direction
2: should be called being a crazy bitch (laughs) yeah yeah so you you, the
1: guy should be a crazy bitch and the guy should (laughs) go like hey you know what Uh, it's okay even if we don't do anything now because there's
0: there's no obligation of doing (laughs)
1: anything and touch at the same time and not talk about it too much and um And then I love what you said also. It's a woman's responsibility. Early on in my career, I was a success coach and the majority of my clients were women. I was teaching at all colleges around Los Angeles, meditation, self-help, self-hypnosis. And that issue would come up quite often. And oftentimes, women had a tendency also to think it was going to come from the outside. It's from within. And they should train themselves maybe to have better orgasms just by themselves.
0: Absolutely. And I was saying before the show, we've had um, uh, sex with Emily on our show before. And Love she her. talked about how you know she encounters a lot of women as well who don't know how to have orgasms or who have never had an orgasm. And she gave the assignment to one of her female friends to masturbate every day for 30 days. And even, I was saying, on the third week, she still wasn't able to do it, but then eventually was able <laughs> I don't know what it was that finally came together. Maybe using a different toy or whatever it was that allowed her to actually release, which I thought seems like a good really way to lose weight. Also, <laughs> 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 forget on the gym. How to masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> forget the gym. No, but I, found it was, I thought it was really interesting. Anyway, th- those were fantastic, awesome responses. I definitely want to have you back on the show to talk more about sex, sexuality, um, and how to explain it from a female point of view because a lot of men don't understand. Where women are coming from when it comes to sex and sexuality. Well,
3: and a lot of women aren't going to tell their guys either. Yeah. I I don't even know. Because it's like, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to say anything because then it kind of bruises their ego and they're like, what? I'm not doing this right. Like, you could do it better, you know? I mean, and what you were saying about being success or goal oriented, that's huge. Huge, huge, huge. And I think a lot of people are just very focused on the orgasm. And it's like, the orgasm, everything leading up to it is like amazing. And whether or not you have one is
2: just a byproduct
0: it's not the journey not the destination exactly (laughs) okay i want to ask some questions okay uh these are our questions for overanalyze this listeners write into us and we overanalyze their questions um okay so i went out with a woman for four and a half to five years we broke up in october because in the last year and a half we were in a long distance relationship she told me that she wants to keep me as a best friend and couldn't live without me in her life she's dating right now but i'm thinking of moving back to the same city do i wait till i get there or forget about trying to get her back i need your help it's funny because now that vince pointed out to us in the last show like that it's 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 do or die for guys, it's like all or nothing. Now I'm noticing in mm-hmm. the way that they write to us, yeah. it's like, do I do this or do I do nothing? Do I just give up completely? And that it's it's That's an a interesting theme and in all the questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they're just like, I'm going to have this or I'm going to have absolutely nothing. There is no middle ground. So, is there a way for him to have some middle ground? What what would you advise that he would do in this situation? You, you want to take it
3: first? You go ahead. Yeah, well, okay. you well I think personally, obviously, there's a disconnect in what she wants and needs with what he can provide being so far away. So if she really is wanting him to stay best friends with him, she obviously loves and cares for him. Um, There could be some, like, lacking of passion romance in that department. We don't know because we don't really know the backstory. So if he does get there, I would say absolutely yes, he should revisit that. I mean, if she wants to be his best friend, they obviously have have a close relationship. They've been together a long time. It's not, like, why would you do nothing at that point? Right. I don't really understand that concept. But I mean, he needs to find out from her specifically and ask honest questions and be like, hey, do you want to pursue this with me? Because I'm going to move back and I want to be with you. I like they got to be honest. Vince,
0: what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, there's some good news. The fact that indeed, if she is not finding that aspect of the best friend in her main relationship that she's with now, that's why she's. Kind of coming back to the idea, but the bad news is if he goes along and provides that, then next is the uh, yeah, the gay friend, right? Yeah. The best friend. <laughs> so uh, he should be straight up, and what I would say is, listen, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I, c- I could not just be your friend, because uh, that what I feel for you is too strong, so it's better that we never, ever, ever see each other again. <laughs> I
3: mm-hmm. love how his voice And A little takeaway.
1: Uh, What I personally use is to always go back to utilization. So if I was in his shoes, and I have been, where a woman that I've been with comes to me saying I want to be best friend, I go, wow, look at you, how naughty. There you are with this guy, (laughs) and you're thinking of me. No, that's too naughty for me. So I would utilize it. But then again, what situation is the guy putting himself into? What good can come out of that? So lack of a sense of abundance Mm -hmm. and be straight up and tell her. Bob, yeah. if well, if he's still
0: aware that she's dating somebody else and she he's still in her life acting, most likely he's acting as the best friend still, even well, though he hasn't agreed to yeah. it. Yeah, so as you were saying, like that is his behavior right now. He's saying, okay, I'm going to hold on to you in any way because I don't know how else to get you back, except for you constantly having a reminder that I'm there. When what you were saying, Miyoko, is that there's something... Missing that she's not getting. Either well, they, the broke up for distance, and they broke up for a right. reason.
3: Right. I mean, they broke up for a reason. So if the reason was that her needs, her you know, physical, emotional needs weren't being met by his actual presence, then that's pretty fair. I mean, by all means, move on. Try to find somebody who's in your locale if that's what you need. Right. So if he's coming back, we don't know how she feels about him. She didn't write in, so she may be totally in love with him, and like the opportunity to have him back may be huge for her. I don't so would know.
0: he? Would he say to her at some point that I'm considering moving back? I would imagine so. Why wouldn't you? What do you think then?
1: Well, he could experiment. Remember um in the other show I mentioned being the multidimensional male and in communication it's key to try different ways, not always the same way. So he should be very authentic and say, "Hey, listen. Uh that doesn't feel right for me. What would feel right is this." And really open up. And then maybe more leadership. I say I tell you what, baby. We stop all that bullshit right now. You know that I want you. And uh, th- this is what I want. And maybe a touch of wisdom. Well, if you were so happy with this guy, then why would you want need me as a best friend? And then at the same time, well, why wouldn't we still be together? So something wasn't there. If you know what it is and you can bring it back, then maybe. And some playfulness about it as well.
3: I don't know. This all just scares me personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's like hardcore old school romanticism, uh, possessive, like, ugh. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't I've... fly for me. There's a lot of people that come in and out of our lives that all provide different needs for us. And why not have multiple people in your life? Wait,
0: so you're saying to him to move on?
3: No, I'm not saying move on. I'm saying, saying like to the, in response to like the, way the that... communication sounds a little gameplay-y to me. Like why is it one person that's supposed to fulfill all of our needs for the rest of our lives? I think that's a ludicrous philosophy personally, but – Oh, that's an, is that what you heard from what he said? That's what I was getting from it, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well,
1: you know, one thing also, uh, I mean, genuinely, I in helping all. someone, uh, they, there's the option of telling them straight up, move on, or <laughs> kind of helping them with a little sense of reassurance. So, But I do agree. I mean, you know, dwelling on the past and... Uh, uh, wanting what didn't work already to start with—I mean, it's it's way too too. Attached. Well, but we don't
0: know. We don't know the qu- we don't know why. It yeah, didn't exactly. Work. You don't know why it doesn't. work. We don't know why. I I, I kind of agree with a combo of what both of you were saying, unless I'm mishearing what both of you were saying, because I actually didn't get that at all from from what Vince said. Um, I don't know if I would respond to what Vince said as well. It would be not a little exactly kind of what you said a little bit gamey. For me, I like s- straight and clear communication. So if you've had a five- yeah. five-year relationship, you you know everything about that person. You would think. There's no point for that fluff. And most likely, I'm guessing, if they were in a long-distance relationship and it fizzled out, it was because he wasn't taking that leadership role and making shit happen and showing her that she's an important person in his life and taking action. That's, wh- that's why I'm guessing it fizzled. Right. So if he were to be able to acknowledge that, learn that, and then find ways to show that in the future, if they were long-distance um, – and then was able to communicate to her that my intention is to move back to the city that where we were together again. And when I get there, I, I'd like to pursue you again and, and potentially start dating and see if we still have that chemistry. Right? I just think again. if they were so into each other, even if they moved to different cities, they'd still be
2: together. I just think she probably doesn't want to be with them anymore.
0: I don't know about that. Would that would just be my take. I don't know about that.
3: I, I, see, I see that. I can see where that could be. Yeah, we and, just don't know.
0: And yeah. she's just saying, okay, let's be... F-
3: I don't know Right. Let's that.
0: be friends. Uh, yeah. Because I really want to be, be best friends. It's a like a polite thing to say. <laughs> when you want to be this best friends This is why it's overanalyzed this. There's a million different angles <laughs> that you can take. Right. Yeah, but that's what I want to provide to people. That there are all these different scenarios. Well, then, and we're only getting one side of the story. We really absolutely. don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, but that is one take, that she is just offering up her best friendship from a long distance because that's the polite thing to do to somebody you've been in a relationship with for five years.
3: Which is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that we have to sugarcoat things for the sake of other people's feelings. Like, really, do you want to be the guy who's, like, kind of strung along and, like, oh, oh, I really just I love being your best friend or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or do you want somebody to say to you, like, hey, we did this, we tried this, it was awesome while it lasted, it's not really working for me anymore have a great life i agree with yeah, you I but most that. people it's don't like, communicate uh, that way there's they a don't. strong
1: codependency where yeah. uh and i think to go even deeper it would be about knowing that whatever we feel towards others we feel it so of course after a while there's a longing without knowing that it's within so we we associate it back to the the person we were with But to take full responsibility and go, hey, all that I enjoyed about this relationship at the time, I enjoyed it. So that means those options are within me. I don't need necessarily to get back with this person and on both sides they probably still trigger each other when they could encourage each other in a better direction
0: okay so this is uh, well there is a question in here but there's also uh, a comment that i want to talk about with you guys and see what you think about it third wave feminism has come back in the last two years and it has kind of fucked up my dating life (laughs) whenever i go on a date with a woman now and if i especially disagree with her on something she accuses me of mansplaining also, when I go on dates with women and I act chivalrous like opening the door or offering to pay, they will accuse me of being a sexist pig and I should respect them for being a mighty independent woman. Did you just say for opening the door? Did for opening said? the door, oh, for geez. paying for the bill. I also have seen an attitude switch with millennial women in the last two years. I'm a millennial man. Uh, They're just so hostile and rude all the time. I like it when women are passionate, but it seems like feminism has taught them to be narcissistic and hostile rather than positive and confident. I am still in the learning stages of dating, but it seems like there's this culture shift in women to see men as privileged oppressors who will rape on a moment's notice instead of seeing us as fellow human beings with thoughts and feelings, so my question is: How do I navigate this new dating world and find a great woman when it's fashionable to be a Miss Andrist? Go to the Midwest and do you know that? That? I think that's he probably
3: lady. meant to type misogynist. Oh, okay. When it's fashionable, I, <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. You, that's my guess,
0: Andrew. Because I, I didn't, I'd never, I wasn't sure because I'd never heard of a Miss oh, Misogynist. Yeah, okay, let's say misogynist. I'm called a misogynist, so, so I, <laughs> I should recognize the word. Okay, so Andrew. Okay, so I, I, first, I want, I want to hear what your thoughts are and I asked you know Vince about this in the in the last episode as well but where we talked about you know the modern woman the independent woman um, and that's what he was talking about like where he disagreed with something that she said on a date and he got you know I guess he yelled at for being for mansplaining and then also called a jerk a sexist pig for trying to be in my mind a gentleman for being a gentleman he's from no it doesn't say where he's from but what do you, what do you think based on what he's written You
3: want to go
1: for it? Yeah, many thoughts are coming up. I think it's about being a modern human and to stop generalizing. Because it's not because he encountered a few women like that, that every women are like that. And how you present yourself will kind of determine what role you'll play and how you'll be perceived from other people. And like attracts like. So I would would drop all sense of expectation and... uh, no longer filter thinking every woman's like that. I mean, the beauty of this day and age is there's so much variety. Mm-hmm. And to do well in dating, we gotta watch out. The love three. Most of us, something happens once, twice, three times, and we skip from three to. Always, every woman. (laughs) And there's a randomness to it, you know? The guy could be on uh, three dates where he holds the door and it's the worst thing he could have done. And on the fourth one, he holds it and that melts her. Mm -hmm. Now, you should also not do things for others. That's always the fine line. If you do it because you hope to do the right thing, it loses all of its impact. The guy goes like... Well, sweetheart, you know, I respect women too much to pay for this meal for you because I don't want you to feel obligated. Call me whatever you want. What's your take on it? Or if he goes, like, I like to hold doors. I mean, called me old school, but that's the thing that I do. And the woman can feel he means it. Then we're back to a place of uh, choice. Mm-hmm. But what I also feel is, you know, those who do best, and I'm going to uh, women who do best with this, men who do best, or even couples, they kind of allow a little bit more. I feel like, because everything is direction, with the first two questions that we answer, I started to feel like myself like being more contracted within and started to say, yeah, yeah, what about this? What about that? So just take a breath, and the guys who do best are guys who always keep it as at we'll see. They don't go any further than we'll see. Uh, I even know this guys in a beautiful relationship of 15 years. You ask him, so how are things going? You guys love each other? Are you still together? He's going to go, things are okay. It's good. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> to be open. It's like having a greater threshold than most, and that leads to also amazing orgasms and greater things. So
0: Absolutely. It's about the attitude that's there. But I, I love how you were speaking about two different ways to look at the situation because you, you were helping to analyze what potentially could be going on. But you also provided advice on how he can also handle situations like that. Because I'm guessing he doesn't respond as wonderfully as we would hope he would when encountering situations like this. And and I think, I'm guessing again, maybe in the beginning there might be a slight comment from the woman that escalates to a higher level where he's labeled as a pig because of where he takes that conversation to in order to defend himself, but I love what Vince was saying about how to take in that information. if some woman does get upset about that behavior, he doesn't have to apologize or defend his behavior at all. He just says, "You know what? call me a pig, but I like opening doors for women that's my thing. We're obviously not a match or but um, you know that, I mean for me, this just I, I, I don't want to get on get in a bigger conversation
2: about society in general, but are people really labeling men as pigs for opening doors? I, I mean, he's not saying like show me your pussy while I open the door. <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, we don't I mean, know that. I, but. <laughs> I hope he I mean, if he's doing that maybe, okay, that is maybe what's he's a pig. But I, really are we at that point i don't know it seems that's I so know. extreme that's, i'm actually a little
3: bit more sympathetic toward him because i can't fathom being a young because he's saying he's no, a millennial being a young man in the dating scene like personally when i was in my 20s i didn't date i did not date i don't like the concept of dating i think it's pretty um unproductive. It's pretty unproductive because really what you're doing is putting on a facade to make somebody like you to take them to bed, which is like, why not just say like, Hey, I'm sexually interested in you. If that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for an actual relationship, then it doesn't seem like dating quote unquote is really the way to go about getting to know somebody because for the most part, people are fake for the first 30 days minimum. Yeah. You know, so like I can see where he's feeling frustrated. What I really liked about his email was that he said, I'm in a learning stage. And what I would actually say to him is date older women because they're going to be honest with you. They're not looking for anything necessarily from you other than potentially like entertainment, sex, companionship, whatever. And they're going to be very upfront about what they want from you. The younger girls that he might be dating, I'm guessing, don't even know what they want yet. Mm -hmm. So they don't know how to present that either. Do you know what I mean? Like if he wants to learn something, great. Learn from people who can actually help him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't know, Tinder, the whole Tinder concept of dating. I mean, where is he meeting these people? Right. That he's then going on the date. Like if it's just a swipe right, then you're kind of screwed from the time you started. Really? Really? Wait, tell me more about that. Well, I mean, you're basing everything based on a visual appeal. Right, and that's so funny, too, So from that the get-go, you're woman, saying, if, I want
2: to have sex with you. It's so funny that if the girl is meeting him, say, on Tinder or on one of these quick yeah. online dating platforms, going out with him based on his physical appearance right. and then calling him a pig for opening a door, it's right. like, do we see the hypocrisy here, ladies? Right. Uh, I mean, to me, I would just say be more picky in who you're going on dates with. Yeah, kind of right. put your feelers out and see does this person seem like someone that would be more like-minded to me and then go on a date with them, and they may not be the type to take things so so extreme or so, so Well, literal. that's what I'm trying to figure out is yeah. why
3: is he dating? Like if you just maybe hang out with somebody. Women? Yeah, like hang out with somebody. Say like, hey, do you want to go do this with me? Do you want to go ride bikes with me? Do you want to do, you know, if he's trying to have some sort of meaningful relationship. Just go
2: where there are no doors. Just stay outside.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and if he, he does want have sex, so with the be guys straight that, up. With the guys that you work with. How do you help guide them in a direction that best serves them in order? In... Sorry, let me ask the question again. How do you help men become better at picking the women they want to allow into their lives?
1: Well, having more experience is essential. You know, mm-hmm. talk to more women, more often, longer, freer. And uh, also understand that there's a gift in every interaction meaning I personally, I hallucinate that every woman that I cross path with is providing me with guidance. So sometimes they say, I'm so sorry, I'm not ready for what you're bringing me here, but let me give you a good little workout here. I'm going to throw something at you. I'm going to destabilize <laughs> you. I'm going to call you a pig. Let's see how you handle that. They go, wow, amazing. You know, now I know how to handle that. And uh, I think w- one thing on my side that was coming to mind is, we got to watch out. One, I'm not saying that's the case for these gentlemen, but there's also a lot of guys. I've seen them hallucinate things that did not really happen. i give you an example. I was in San Francisco, and suddenly a girl passes by, and I made a quick comment, and the guy next to me said, I cannot believe how rude she was to you, and I said, I don't think she was rude to me. I think she was in a rush, and I think she gave me a lot, and I bet you that she's meeting someone and then we see her From actually SMB. meet what appears to be her boyfriend. So for her to have taken the time to acknowledge me while she was in a rush, going to meet her boyfriend was a lot already. Yeah. And then I go to her and I say, I'm going to totally put you on the spot, you guys. See this guy over there? He thought you were rude to me. Were you actually? That was for the sake of this guy to understand. He was hallucinating. And she goes like, oh, no, I love your hair. I thought that was, that was kind of cool. By the way, this is my boyfriend. So, you know, I, I, did the woman actually, was there different. ever a woman who called him a pig, or did he hallucinate that? <laughs> no,
0: that's <laughs> a really good point. Yeah. Right? There, okay, so yeah. I, I, just holi- exactly. yeah. I just spent the He could be paranoid. Exactly. I just spent the holidays with my in-laws, and they are very political, and so I'm not going to say, you know, what side of the spectrum mm-hmm. I am on, uh, or that they're on, but they were talking about this study that was done recently, because I... I don't exactly remember what the exact results were, but they were analyzing brains of people who were Republican and people who were uh, Democrats, and they actually, okay, so they showed them different visuals, and they showed that their brain chemistry is actually very different from one another, and that a, a visual to um, Democrats of, of something like a poor person or somebody in line to, to get uh, food stamps or... Um, A gay couple. So they showed each of those visuals to Democrat and Republican, and they, for Democrats, um, they didn't identify those things as nearly as disgusting as the Republicans did, and they. I'm not even saying they're not discussing things, but they had different ways of seeing things, like literally the same exact visual in front of them. And they translated it completely differently because in the Democrats' brain, there weren't as many sensors being triggered. I'm going to try and be a scientist for one second. I'm also a (laughs) recreational. (laughs) Well, fMRI
3: technology has really come a long way and we're learning things about our subconscious mind that we never knew. Most of what we actually make decisions on are based on our subconscious. We rarely make conscious decisions. So I'm not surprised to hear that because that would be how they relate to the visual that they're actually responding to
0: yeah and so I'm guessing kind of similar to what you know Vincent said that he he may have taken whatever comments that these women did put forth as way more, offensive than they actually were and could have exactly, as you said, hallucinated that it was as Absolutely. extreme as possible.
1: And in many cases, so maybe he's omitting something that he did on his side. Exactly. You know, right. Maybe he's just saying I was ho- opening the door and Lord knows what, <laughs> what <laughs> he I may have. What while I did it. it you know? yeah.
0: Exactly. I completely completely agree with that. Okay. Good answer, guys. Okay, next question. Hi, I have a nice, good, bad dilemma. I recently met a woman on Plenty of Fish, a dating site. I didn't really see her pictures um, and think they were attractive but she really was creative and stood out when she messaged me first we turned out to have a lot of uh, a lot in common and decided to exchange numbers and meet now me I usually am a no relationship no strings kind of guy I usually tell any lady I'm dating I'm carefree and I'm not going to worry stress about anything they do in life just don't make an appointment and skip on me that's his rules so she canceled on meeting me a couple of weekends in a row and we barely talked and for three to four weeks I was ready to just put her off and move on but we finally got together and she turned out to be a lot more attractive and actually an amazing person I mean literally everything I would ever want in a woman I was taking serious uh she told me she wanted to take things serious and she doesn't want to waste her time and i completely felt what she was saying so fast forward i usually maybe text her like two to three times a week and she threw a monkey wrench in my life she actually initiated and texted me on a monday and called me honey and that's where my question comes in i mean she's very reserved so i've literally uh, had no chances to make much physical contact i mean we haven't even kissed yet and i've tried when i do get in touch with her she doesn't Try short when I do try to touch her, she doesn't flinch or anything negative that I notice. I've listened to your podcast and I even remember when you were on AskMen.com, and I love everything you do, and it has helped me so much in getting over my ex and just getting out there and having fun again. I'm only 28. I pursue bodybuilding, so I I have good definition. I'm six foot four, and even I notice when I walk in into a room, I get a lot of attention from girls, uh light brown eyes and all. So he's saying he thinks he's very attractive Uh, I think he might be stroking himself off right there right (laughs) what do you do in this phase of dating I know you say chase uh what you want and pursue it and if it works it will and sorry I didn't get time to end this one and if it doesn't it doesn't work what are some good hints to know um things are getting real that's the main question like like should he take this situation seriously I'm sorry it's a mismatch what it's it's like to date me yeah (laughs) <laughs> uptight prude he basically said should flakes. i continue pursuing this girl yeah she flakes on me but she does give me little indicators like she'll text me without me texting her first she'll call right. me honey but when it comes to getting physical or getting together she kind of avoids all of those things but it's yeah still in contact uh, with i'm sorry if that's
3: the type of relationship you're looking for then yeah pursue that <laughs> but personally i want a lot more physical contact with the person that i'm actually going to commit my time and potentially a life to
2: he see but he seemed really into her in terms of whatever he described her as like yeah. she's everything that i'm looking for yeah she's her. good on
0: paper awesome yeah. so well, she's good in real life too <laughs> but- like she he did enjoy her chemistry her chemistry he enjoyed her personality and he did feel like they had chemistry with one another so they text a but, couple times
3: a week is that a relationship is that a relationship sounds amazing to me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like but what dream. can somebody like him do so for him he's always like oh i'm no strings attached i don't want a relationship i'm not interested in women yeah. i want casual how can somebody who usually has that mentality what, what can we do to provide him with help and guidance so that exactly like we were saying in the last question he knows what he's actually looking for in terms of partnership. So, like, you you say, is that where you really want in a partnership? And he's like, yes, I kind of do. But he wants the awesome girl. He doesn't want the other backlash. So he doesn't want a thing. physical
2: relationship? Yeah. Well, how do we provide... He probably wants her to get physical, and I think that's part of his question. Like, how do I make this physical? How do I turn it into more? How do I get more forward. Yes, that is,
0: that for sure is one, is one of his questions. Because though. he's got raging biceps as we know in right. Brown right. Exactly. Well, I want I want to hear what Vince has to say because I do want to answer th- that question first like how 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 can he be clear on what it is that he actually wants from her.
1: Well, he has to be more honest with himself first and understand that Meeting someone, relationships, love, sex, romance is not a thing. It's a process. So he made that initial decision that this woman had something going on for himself. But then if he really pays attention to it, he should ask himself, well, do you find that exciting to you when she will not show up? Do you like that? Is that what you want in a person? Do you uh, find it exciting when you want to get physical and she doesn't want to? Now, you know, there it's again sexual wiring that's driving him causing him to hallucinate that maybe that person and you remove that aspect that dottie would enjoy much of her company and i don't want to hallucinate too much but it's important to know guys that the first thing they tend to do is there's a void inside so first opportunity to think oh maybe that's the one and there's that sexual drive first opportunity maybe that's my chance and to think a little bit beyond and then there's also how guys physically escalate first it, it, we got to understand it's normal you know i mean uh, e, e, even adult film stars and so on they may not just jump on you they still have that that aspect that's a little bit like peculiar particular to women Exactly
0: what Miyoko was talking about in the first half of the show. Like, it it is a dance that begins way before you get into the bedroom. There is. Yeah. yeah.
1: But guys, what do they expect? They expect that they're going to show up, sit down. I mean, it's about getting real. You know, Uh, I would love it. I'd be the first one in line if it would work. Like, you meet wherever it's on Tinder or you get the phone number on the street. From there, she texts you. Hey, I like you. I'm I'm ready. Where do you live? Make sure you have condoms. That's called She shows up. That stuff happens all the time. That stuff happens um, all the time.
3: (laughs) It happens all the time. Wait, what happens all the time? That scenario happens all the time. Women out there, that's what I'm saying, like the younger guy that was like, I'm so confused, I don't know. Uh," Because you're picking people that also don't know what they want and aren't comfortable enough yet to say this is what I'm looking for this is what I want and not worry about what that means like what does that look like I don't want to be a slut I don't want to you know whatever and this guy is holding on to the word honey first of all honey like like he's projecting (laughs) because she called him honey I mean come on like this is a guy who obviously thinks pretty highly of himself but lacks a tremendous amount of self-esteem and self-awareness in my opinion, like. Open your mouth. You don't, it doesn't take much. Open your mouth. Tell her you want to move forward. That you want to maybe try something more than a texting
0: relationship. Well, how? What, what? How is there a way to do that so that he doesn't come across as desperate or needy? Like, what? What would be the? Who cares way? if you come across as desperate or needy? If that's how she views you,
3: she's probably not the person for you. I mean, that's what I think it boils down to. Like, what you're doing by empowering men to like own their manhood is amazing. This is a guy who doesn't own his manhood. He's telling us on paper, he's an awesome catch, but he doesn't even have the skills to communicate with her what
0: he wants. Well, how would you like to receive that? Ah. information? Cause I'm just speaking to men who, yeah, if they're not at the place yet where they're like, I'm owned, I know who I am. And if they're not in that space, it, It is completely overwhelming to think, how would I Well, I agree with Vince. It comes from experience. And if you don't apply some of what Vince is saying, then you're not going to get there.
3: I don't agree with a lot of um, the gamey tactics because personally, that's not how I operate. But that's just me. I realize in general, I know we talked about generalizations earlier and how they're like harmful. But in general, a lot of people in the world do operate a certain way. And they do want to feel pursued. And they do need that little game. And they need like all of that stuff. I'm not that girl personally. I never was. I never will be if he's dealing with somebody who is not going to show him that kind of affection without him having to ask for it that's why I say is this the relationship that you want is, is that what you're looking for if it's just to maybe get married and look good on paper and like fulfill your life destiny of having a family or whatever then great do that it doesn't take that much just open your mouth it sounds like he's pretty solid on paper too
1: yeah I love. but if you want
3: to live life and like have passion and have love and really be in something you gotta put yourself out there and who cares what they think because chances are if that's what they think of you it's not the right fit anyway what do you think to give
1: it simple you won't get much until you're willing willing to lose much so that's that's what it is i mean all the deviation that happens afterwards on both sides is because of the fear of possibly the woman going, hey. It's not what I want. That's not what what yeah. I want. And to get really good at it and to get a lot, you need to face that. And you need to be willing to get to that place where the woman's going to go, no, I don't want that. Yes. or Or I dislike that. For as long as the guy is not forceful. Never be forceful. But... Be straight up, and success at that level is not only women saying yes; it's also uh, encountering that place where you say, "Hey, you call, hey, hey sweetheart, you are calling me, honey? What is that <laughs> about? Is that just a cute it's little nickname, clean. or exactly. are you are you actually melting for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no! I thought we would just be friends. Sorry, love, that's not how I feel about you. Now we have two options: either we further explore it in a better direction, or uh, I remove myself and we'll write. Ten thousand mm-hmm. sad love love songs for okay. the rest <laughs> of my life. And make them laugh and play with it. And also give 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 it more of a chance and it's the the part that makes it makes it tough it's it's a paradox. It's like life. Life is life and death. Mm-hmm. So we gotta embrace both at the same time. Enjoy life while we'll know that dying is coming. So the to bring that and know that on one hand and you got to play with it more, but you also have to be more decisive and say, "No, I'm wasting my time here."
3: Well, I love that they he mentioned that he didn't want to waste his time, and that also she also doesn't want to waste her time, and yet they're He's both wasting just wasting time. time. <laughs> they're both wasting time. <laughs> yeah. They're both just like, "Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna text you. Okay. Like, what? What is that's wasting time? No, I agree with but you. But I know you
1: don't enjoy the the gamey stuff, and and I don't. and we're a level above, and and me neither. I mean, because I say. Don't play games. I have a new book that's coming out. My, my time at Project Hollywood two, and it's called "It's Not a Game, Baby." Nice. And but at the same time, men and women, we need skills because we always take it for granted that because this is a natural thing, it doesn't require anything. We should just show up, and the guy think, "Okay, I'm well built. How come they're not sh- uh, responding?" I have
0: light brown eyes. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so, so that's exciting to, to, yeah, to, to, to
1: have to have skills, you know, and and become a good communicator. They he must find the moment to do it and say, "Hey, listen, let's get real. You and I were adorable. We both say we don't want to waste time, and here we are wasting time. So what are we going to do? Waste a lot more time, or or get serious and then ground it and open. Toughest thing for guys is to just say it like it is. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with touch. I teach touch. T- I teach touch in a way where you're going to tell you're going to touch and you touch at the exact same time." 'Cause nothing worse than the taking touch, you know, when guys try to get like, a little physical and you go, "Oh, wow!" So you are from back east. Right, I ah, like ah. that. Or, yeah. or that one, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a yeah. we had a party not too long ago, and I showed up with twelve
0: girls, and nobody oh. understood
1: that they were with me. Sorry, nobody understood they were with me. So a lot of guys were kind of giving it a shot with them, and we looked back at the picture. It was h- hilarious. All guys they... were just like telling stories and trying to pass the arm around. So much better to say, you know, you're adorable. I mean, I look at that skin. Here. And then you touch at the same time and look at your hair and <laughs> tell you're going to say it, do it and you do it at the same time. So we're yeah. yeah. opening a lot of doors. The, w- the wonderful like thing that. about <laughs> the way that
0: you teach and what you teach is that y- you're very comfortable in who you are. Right? And you know exactly what you want. For, for a lot of guys who who are not at that place yet, and, and yes, they can come and do a boot camp with you for sure to learn how to express those things. But at the very starting point for men who are just like, I don't know how to express what I want. I don't know how to clearly communicate. I have a, a little exercise for guys to do and this is actually what really helps me clearly communicate as well. We are blessed in a time where we can delay conversation through texting and through emails and we don't have to do it so immediately and be on our toes and ready for a conversation to come out of our mouth at the fly. So. So, what I do is, if I'm experiencing something that I want to say to somebody, I write it all down and I try and bullet point everything out. And then I go through what I've written out and try and find the driving points and not the emotional points that are in my belief system of what I want to express. Because I find when I give this exercise to some of my clients. What do you mean a driving point versus an emotional point? Like the clear point. So, for me, my intention was. I want to explore being with you, but I start writing about like, I call you three times a week and you don't respond to me twice. That's all the emotional fluff that's surrounding the real point that I'm trying to get to. So once you can identify those driving points or those points of intention of what you clearly want to communicate, then you separate those points you put them into bullet points and if you need to you can rehearse saying them out loud before you communicate them to somebody else that's just for somebody like for me <laughs> when, i know for you you're just like that sounds like bullshit but you may have no not oh, at okay. all at, not at all yeah. it's a
3: great exercise i'm just wondering how many people are willing to put in that kind of time
0: well, a lot of people actually so yeah. the people who i work with are willing to put in that time and that's
3: Wait, are these paying clients though? Like yeah. these are people, okay, that's, I'm sorry. I yeah. was taking oh, that even, out of context. No, even
0: people who don't pay me. I give yeah. away these exercises for free because I yeah. think they're really helpful. They're things that I've done for myself. I am a highly anxious, uncomfortable They are person. helpful, <laughs> but a
3: lot of times those people don't want to see the truth. Yeah. They like experiencing the emotional response to whatever's happening and they like putting that response on somebody else. someone. Yes. So yes, I agree with you. Absolutely. But that's somebody who really is ready to take on the next step yeah. of learning about who they are and accepting who they are and that they can't change other people and they can't make other people do things and that other people don't do things to them. We respond to the way things happen. So I I completely, it's a, it's a a huge journey, but I think it's a great exercise. No, I'm not bullshit at all. No, (laughs) I
0: I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. No, but I completely agree with you, but I, to get back to the guy that asked the question, I think that's the first thing that you should do, N- number one, take all the signs and just say like this is, you know, figure out if you want this situation or not. But if you do want to give us another chance, then it's time for you to clearly communicate what you want from this woman, what your intentions are. And you share those intentions in a clear, direct and confident, playful manner. And if she doesn't share the same desire or want, then you move on to the next person. Right. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Perfect. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for this show, right? Well, we we have five more minutes. Oh, we do have five more minutes? Okay, never mind. I got caught up by the clock. Okay, so I have one more. Oh, no, this is a long one. Shit. Okay, we're going to go over a couple of these. Okay. Hey, girls and guests. I was getting a good match streak on Tinder and managed to get 28 matches. I sent all the girls unique messages and I tried to base it on things in their profile, but none of them replied. Since you recommend that the guy always message first, (laughs) I've been messaging. 28 people didn't reply. Yeah, I've been messaging them within minutes of matching with them to get my part out of the way. Would that be scaring them off? What is a decent amount of time to wait before sending the first message? Or is there a certain time of day that is good? If it's not me sending messages quickly, that's the issue. Maybe it's the content in these messages. Okay, so- Highly s- likely. But you'd be surprised, okay. So then, let me just- Does do he something. share the messages? Yes. So awesome. let, okay, so all 28 messages. So here's one, How, um, it's on Tinder. How many handbags do you have? And then Ooh, so- That's she, kind of insulting. She had loads of handbags in the background that's insulting
2: number one that's insulting because it kind of it's like it makes her it's insulting i i don't well it's just not warm and fuzzy no how many handbags i mean i don't
3: want to get a hey i don't want to just get that okay you know i i realize that he's trying to relate something to like so that he actually saw her picture so he actually read her profile type of thing but yeah i agree like that's just straight up like What Yeah. would be a better way to
0: use that observation in a warm and fuzzy way, as you said?
3: When it comes to the handbags? Mm -hmm. I hope you don't have as
2: many guys as you do handbags. And that wouldn't be offensive? I don't know. (laughs) I think that. I think that's that's more playful. How many handbags do you have? It's kind of like...
0: Oh, I forgot! Question mark, exclamation mark, question. Mark. That's because that that's whole thing. That's and like, you know what? Emojis. Months? And
3: by the way, emojis do wonders. Oh yeah, and it has. A what little what square kind of emojis do really sure. we have? The thing is, like, I'm not
2: sure. It says a square, but I don't know what that translates
3: into. Uh, what it was. Uh, in it. So anyway, there want, was you some
0: emotion.
2: A, you want a playful opening message that's a little ball busty, right? But with a fun, playful okay. feeling. So and here's that his with next the, one. Hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. That with the exclamation point question mark is like, how much money are you wasting on handbags? You uh, you you shallow bitch like that. But if that's a laughing
3: emoji after it, I, I would totally bite on that. I would bite on no, that if it was a laughing emoji, a like swear. a crying laughing emoji. I would I would like I would I would totally bite on that and be like. But okay. the crying the crying laughing emoji oh. is him laughing at himself. Oh, that into. okay. You, so
0: you're saying if it had the emoji, I'm saying if
3: there was a playful aspect of it, which it could have. We don't know because we don't can't read the emoji. Then I I would have responded if I really liked the guy. If I was like, oh, he's cute. Yeah. Which you, you swiped You swipe, so you thought he was cute. right
2: if okay. if he had like a smiley laughy emoji that would be like him laughing at his own joke and it's like well you didn't even say anything that's funny it's someone being like uh, saying lol after they said something that wasn't <laughs> funny and it's like you <laughs> didn't say anything
3: funny apparently Why LOL? I'm just super easy so. <laughs> but I think that you have to ask <laughs> if I swiped on you and you're reaching out to me right away I'd be like hey I would start a conversation for sure
0: okay. not, not me okay this is the next one red car red jacket red stripy shirt your favorite color is obviously blue See, I think that's funny, but he's trying
2: Mm -hmm. too hard. He's trying to. too hard. The wit isn't there. He's trying to be witty. She already swiped. And it's not there. She already swiped.
1: And both of them are logical, and you don't (laughs) want to uh, trigger the logic. You want to trigger the imagination. Yeah. Because the first one is a number. Uh, The answer would be a number. So instead, asking if you could get only one more back to your collection, what would it be? Now yeah, it triggers the imagination. I love the exercise <laughs> you, you suggested before. And a great exercise for guys is to go a little bit above average, to go for those initial observations. But, you know, I, I that's not that unique. She's got a lot of bags and a guy goes, how ah, you got a lot of bags. So write down <laughs> like first do we- thing that comes up. And then after that, ask, what is it that no other guy would know and witness and last most important is never talk about things you don't care about because it's again to please her so the guy should ask himself do i care about the bags if not, he'd be better off saying, "I'm not so much into bags," but that seemed to be a passion but would, for you.
2: And also, if he was really into bags, I would be questioning, like, "Are you gay? Like, why?" I'm kind of yeah. confused. Like, are you super femme? Like,
3: what's so if happening? So he said,
0: here? "Is that the new Why you guys you are hardcore? Be into.
2: Them? <laughs> if I swiped
3: right and they said hi, I'd be like hi, and then we'd see yeah, where it went from the there. But that's
0: <laughs> A simple
2: hi to me would do way more than like these forced lines. Yeah, yeah like the forced lines. is too much. Yeah.
0: We have to wrap up. I'm so sorry, but those were fantastic questions and our answers. So thank you very much for for. Being honest and everything. It was fantastic. Um, f- I want people to get in touch with you and to listen to your show and to go to your boot camp. So, Miyoko, you go first. Please tell people oh, how to Oh, the show get in- is
3: Play With Me on Playboy Radio. It's really easy. You guys are already listening to it. But uh, you can go to at Ask Miyoko on any of the social media platforms and find me.
0: And ask tons of sex questions.
3: Yeah. So you can have an amazing. Play with me. Just come yes. play with me. It doesn't matter. You can ask questions or just play.
0: I love that. And Vince.
1: Seductioncoaching.com. Her- Seductioncoaching.com
0: perfect all right thanks guys anybody who wants to send in questions and uh be brutally overanalyzed by us and our guests then write into ask at askwomanpodcast.com you can download new episodes of our podcast every single week on thursday you guys are wonderful everybody here is wonderful we will see you next week
3: so but sex toys have come a long way from that hard plastic vibrator that your grandma used Hey, I'm sex toy educator and intimacy expert, Miyoko. Tune in to my show, Play With Me, to get the inside scoop of the newest sex toys on the market. Along with a panel of guests, we'll talk everything from the latest sex trends to the juiciest sex controversies. We're talking about sex in public. Do you consider yourself monogamous or would you like to maybe consider having a relationship with multiple people? My boyfriend keeps bugging me because he wants to stick it in my butt. That's the type of conversation we're having today. So come play with me. Tuesdays at noon Pacific Standard Time on playboyradio.com.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Fiddler. Very Bad Words is a podcast about forbidden language and swearing.
0: Yeah, that Queen's woman lets her kid's purse and there's such trash. So I'm like, no, you cannot say
1: those words. And how society is reflected in the words we aren't supposed to say. People are always coming up with new dirty words. Join me every other week for an episode about a different aspect of swearing. We decided every time we swear, let's put a quarter in the jar. Good luck with that. Very Bad Words. Make sure to subscribe to Very Bad Words
2: on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your favorite shows.